Hi, my friends. This is McKenna from the future. I just wanted to say hello and welcome to our podcast. Now, this is our very first episode. I am brand new to this, so there are a lot of errors here. We're still figuring out the sound. Don't be discouraged. It's frustrating for the first few minutes, but it gets a little bit better and the visuals are fun. We're definitely going to keep working on it to keep making this amazing for you. I just wanted to welcome you in. I hope you bear with me because we're going to be covering a lot of amazing things and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, guys. This is is our first ever podcast episode for the Divine Experience podcast. My name is McKenna um, and I'm here with my best friend Liv. I'm a photographer and I have been wanting to do this podcast for a long time and I think it's about time we get started. It only took us like five days to set it up so hopefully everything goes really well. Um, but yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, We're supposed to use our inside voices but that is um, quite a struggle for us. Yeah. So it took you you know, it took us five days to set this up, but how long has this podcast idea been in the works? A long time. How long? Um, at least a couple of years for like this particular kind of podcast. I think I've wanted to do a podcast and like share, you know, in that way for probably about five years. But I think in the last like probably two and a half years or so, I really felt passionate about you know, just like sharing about a lot of the things that we talk about, like self-love and um, just like the life experiences we have and growth and as we evolve and things like that. I'm really, really nervous. <laughs> I um, almost wasn't going to follow through on this. And then she was like, well, what if I do the first one with you? And I was like, okay, that, that helps me a lot. So I was like, we're just going to talk. Yeah. I, I mean, what's kept me from doing it is is the anxiety of it, right? I mean, also like the knowledge of you know, how to make everything work together and stuff. Oh, this is my cat, Luna. I don't know if you can see her. She's black, so she blends in with the couch. Um, but she might be crawling around. Um, but yeah, I, I've just always had, like, a kind of anxiety about being that vulnerable and being able to share, but also feeling like, you know, once, like, you're out there. You're out there. Yeah. You can see my face. They know yeah. my voice. Yes. They know my name now. I'm not behind the camera anymore. And that that's a really interesting feeling, especially because, like, Growing up as, you know, we were both actors, like we met in theater when we were kids and we, we experienced like a kind of comfort, I think, through being other characters and things like that. And it's really easy to not be yourself, but to like portray other characters or other people and stuff. But when it comes to things like this, when you're being, you know, so raw and vulnerable, yeah, and it's your, your, there's no script, there's no character, like you're just you, like it can be kind of yeah. I remember that's why I loved theaters because I was like, oh, I can just be someone else for a little while and I can get, a, you can get away from yourself, but this is getting closer to yourself. You're right. And like who you are. <laughs> it is getting closer to yourself. You're not, you're super allergic. So I'm going to get this little black fur ball away. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that is what can be, you know, so scary about it is that this is very raw, but that's one of the reasons I wanted to do it is because like we, just you and I have so many conversations all the time that are just so in-depth about growth or our experiences or like our journeys with our own selves and things like that. And, and that kind of rawness needs to be shared so that more and more people can feel like, you know, like maybe not everybody has a friendship like we do or has someone in their life they can talk about that with or share those kinds of ideas with. And so also, you know, in our own experiences, like in our conversations, I feel like that that also pushed me to want to do this work. I was like, oh, this is like something that other people, even just the Facebook group, you know, we've got the Divine Society Facebook group. I have this 
community online um, of almost 3,000 women now. And it's really, really cool because we're all able to like share our experiences and things like that. And I think a lot of times, even just the conversations we have, if we could just share that with that little group of people, yes. I know that they would like really, it would impact them in a really positive way. Yeah, I mean, I, I joined the Divine Society after my divorce because I was off Facebook. I was like, no social media. And then you're like, just just join this one group. Like yeah. just create, you don't even have to do your pictures on there. Just be like, just come in here. And it's like a slumber party there. And it's like, oh, I, I can say this or we can, I can feel, you know, these questions and all these women. It just makes you realize nothing that you're going through is new. Yeah. You know, which is such a, it might be, you know, we're all snowflakes. We're all a little different. But yeah. like, nothing's new. And, no crazy thought that is coming through your head. You know, we talk all the time. You're like, does this sound crazy? And it's like, no thought that's coming in your head is crazy. Like nothing that's happening to you is crazy. And sometimes that's fortunate. Sometimes that's unfortunate. Right? Yeah. But it's just like such a cool space you've created for women to be real. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that's just what I want is I want everyone to have the space to be real and be comfortable being real with themselves and, and most importantly, knowing that they're not alone. You know, I think there's something so beautiful in having community that can talk about all these things that we all go through and just the fact that you know that somebody else went through something can change the way you go through something, you know, because it's like, especially after the pandemic, we just all became so isolated. The world feels so much we're divided like every single household and every single life can feel like it's in this little box and thankfully we have social media and stuff like that yeah. to, to communicate but it, that can also be a source of you know making you isolate yourself as well what it's also interesting about social media we we do get those like bits of self-care i mean you have a tiktok that's about self-love but we get like a cup full, you know it's just like Here's your 15 seconds of self-love reminder yeah. for the day. Even if you see a bunch of those, like, it's so important to have this long form of let's, but let's work through the stuff together. Like, yeah. let's really talk it out. Like, what are the 15 different angles? Like, I feel like that's what you and I do all the time on the phone is we're just like, here's this thing that happened. Okay, well, what could that mean? Yeah, and how can we look at it a little differently or how can we get a different perspective? Because you're right, I think, like, getting those little 15-second videos or 30-second videos are great, but they're just dopamine, essentially. Yeah. And so it's going to, like, deplete. It's not, like, a long-lasting, you know, relationship or, or space and stuff. It's just an idea. You know? just cause you're, and just because you see the idea and you view it doesn't yeah. mean you're practicing it. But right. you can almost trick yourself into thinking... I saw 15 self-love yeah. TikToks today. I practiced my self-care. Yeah. I filed these things away. I have them now, but you, like, how many people are using them? What right. do we do? What are we doing with them? Which is important. Yeah. I just watched that Taylor Tomlinson interview. I think it was, I think it's Jay Shetty that mm -hmm. she interviews with. And she talks about, she's in therapy and stuff. And she goes, I got really pissed off. And I realized that just because I know a thing about myself doesn't mean that I've like, fix the thing or I'm working on the yes. thing. Like, I just know it's there. And yeah. she's like, apparently just acknowledging it doesn't fix it. Right. It's kind of like going like to one yoga class and being like, I'm a yogi. I'm a I yogi do now. downward dog. Yeah. yeah. I, I got all of it now. I have a pretzel. Definitely. But that's not the case, yeah. right? Or like, you just want to go to one math class. And yeah. Like, yeah. She said the thing and I know how to do it now. But unfortunately, everything is practice. Yeah. Like as humans, we, you just have to keep practicing, which sounds daunting and it can be but like I mean 
self-love work isn't easy. No, it's constant. It's work it's every day. Work. Not even just every day. It's like every moment. It's the yeah, way you think to yourself and the way you talk to yourself, the way you look at yourself in the mirror. Like I've been doing so much mirror work lately and it's like literally changing my relationship with myself. And it's so positive because I went through, especially during the pandemic, I was so depressed. Um, I was, you know, going through losing my mom, which you can relate. Ugh. Uh, no, <laughs> feelings, <laughs> um, because we lost our parents like just about a year apart. And, um, I, you know, was going through this whole thing. I'm going through the pandemic. I'm going through having to say to my goodbye to my mom, like almost every day. And I was so isolated and there was just so much unknown and pain and stress. And I, I, I was filled with like self-loathing because I was also like unhappy with my appearance. And really, I don't think it had to do with my appearance. I think it just had to do with myself. Um, but I like wouldn't look in the mirror for a lot of that time because it just was too painful in so many different ways. And then I started, you know, going back to looking in the mirror again at some point and, you know, just doing what a lot of us normally do, I think, which is like you only look in the mirror to pick something or to fix something it's when you look at the mirror this close mm -hmm. yeah I, I do the thing where i'll like be this close in the mirror and i'll you know you're like doing that self-loathing thing and yeah. i'll just like boop my own nose backwards <laughs> and be like nobody's looking at you that close yeah, for real. and if they are they don't care or their eyes are closed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't matter but like you're talking about mirror work so for the people who don't know and i don't i don't know a whole lot about it so what 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 is that um, well, I'm sure it's different for different people. For me, it's saying affirmations in the mirror, but I, it started off feeling, you know, it feels like inauthentic at first, right? Because it almost feels like you're blanking out. You're like, all right, now I'm going to say all these good things about myself and you can like get prepared to look in the mirror and, and say them and you look at yourself and you're like, Kind of like when someone asks you your favorite movie, you're like, oh, I can't think of any right now. Yeah, like, I, you're like, I like movies. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I like my eyes. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, but what about them? You know right. what I mean? Because it's like, that doesn't feel real. You know, like, what do I actually like about myself? And so at first it was trying to find physical, like, attributes or aspects of myself that I felt like I wanted to compliment. And I, what I do with my clients a lot is I'll have them start with their favorite things. Like, I'll just be like, hey, like, are you like really proud of your legs? You know what I mean? Go in the mirror and be like, damn girl, I look good. Look at my legs. Like, ooh, and these shoes, they look extra good in these, you know, and you just gotta really talk yourself up like you would like one of your friends. Yeah. And then it kind of became more of like, I started making a ritual out of it and now I light a candle when I do it. And it's really cool because I like see the candlelight in my eyes in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty. Ooh, yeah, yeah, like it, it kind of like gives you a vibe and it's romantic. It's like you're like you're being romantic with yourself. And then I started really digging in deep and I start pulling out, you know, how proud of myself I am for my accomplishments or like telling myself like I'm really good at, you know, photography or I'm really talented at making other people feel amazing, you know, and just like finding things you, that you love and eventually there's more and more and more. And now I've gotten to the point where I'll like stop and check myself out in the mirror and I'll literally be like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> and that's never happened before. And yeah. I'll literally, and I don't even have to say it. I just know with my eyes, I'm like, girl, I see you. Like, yeah. you look good. Like, you're cute, you know, and, and it becomes like a really positive thing. And I started also thinking of myself with the mirror work, I, I'm thinking of it as less of a reflection of me and more of like another dimension of me. And so I'm almost like looking at her like she's my friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like she's like 
my kid or you know what I mean my sister or something and like because I think it's really easy to not be as good to yourself as you would be to someone else even if you're being good to yourself sure and I started thinking about like myself in like whatever dimension that is that when you're in the mirror I don't even know yeah. <laughs> um, but I started thinking of that as almost like a portal to like a different self and so yeah. I'm like kind of feeding her like positive energy and and it's reflecting back to me Mirror work. <laughs> Mirror work. Yeah. I guess, you know, because um, when we started hanging out again um, right after your mom passed, because uh, we would just, like, live our lives and just be like, oh, if she needs me, she'll call me. And then she would think the same thing about me. And so yeah. we just want to call each other. adult like, friendships, like, get like that. Yes. Yeah. Which is, like, a whole episode. It, it's horrible. Yes. So we we we'll, have to have, we'll like, an episode yes, a friendship episode on not assuming that your friends don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Or assuming, like, yeah. <laughs> they don't need just your assuming help. they're fine. Yeah. You know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't heard from her. Like, she's just, I see her Instagram and she's, like, out traveling, living her life. And, yeah. like, I'm out doing building stuff and I'm living my yeah. life. But, like, you check in on, like, just, if you haven't. Check in on the friend you hadn't talked to in yes. a while. If you think she's doing fine, just check on her. Yeah. Seriously. There's a photographer I know that his name's Hunter Moreno, I think, and he has like a brand called, I think it's his brand, but it's called Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay. And it's like yeah. all of these shirts and things that say that. And I just love that because I'm like, that needs to be a message. Right yeah. There. It's so good. And uh, so when we started hanging out again, um, some of the first stuff we started talking about was like, hey, don't talk to my friend like that, mm-hmm. you know? And we would say it like you were talking, you know, like it's almost like we were doing mirror work but just through each other, yeah. like reflection work kind of. Because we would catch each other doing things, and we both do this really bad, where we'll do something, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. Yes. And, like, I'll hear, like, the, the anger in your voice towards yourself, mm-hmm. and it, like, breaks my heart, and I know you feel the same way about being, like, um, first of all, no, you're not. And second of all, that's my friend, dude. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, I don't talk to you yes. like that. And I feel like... I've gotten, I only hear myself talk. I can actually hear other people doing it so much now because I don't do it as much anymore. Yes. And I, I noticed it only comes out now when I'm like really upset. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be like a really strong, like self-loathing yeah. moment for me to like say something like that. Or I have to be like hyper, hyper stressed out yeah. for it to come out. But just through us working on that and like, and being conscious and like accountability type stuff mm-hmm. and going, no, we don't, that's, we don't do that. No. You know, it's hard. It's a really hard habit to stop, especially if you're, you know, we grow up in this world that teaches us to have such negative self thoughts and everything. And then if you grow up, you know, if you're were in a relationship that there was like negative talk towards you, if you grew up with parents that talked negative towards mm-hmm. you, you know, if you happen to surround yourself with friends that talk like that, like it just makes it 10 times easier for that to become your inner yeah. monologue. And like undoing that inner monologue is so much harder than like, like deprogramming is so much harder than programming, you know? Yeah. And so it's really easy to, to get caught up in that. But it's just so important that we continue you know, to break that mold. And because I, I grew up thinking that like anything positive towards myself was me being conceited mm-hmm. or being like full of myself. And I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, I was really just raised in a mindset of just not, not I shouldn't love myself and I shouldn't love my body and I shouldn't be proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I like was recalling something the other day where I had, you know, shared about like, oh, someone told me my hair was long today and I looked in the mirror and it is long. And I was in like eighth grade, you know what I mean? And I was so used to my hair. I didn't yeah. ever like think about it. Yeah. And I remember like being like, oh, you know, don't talk to your, don't talk about yourself like that. Like that makes you sound stuck up. And I was like, oh, I sound 
that I have long, long hair. hair. I didn't even say it was pretty. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like literally a fact. Like yeah. you can measure it with a measuring tape. Yeah. It's a comparative fact. <laughs> yeah. Just longer yeah. than. But I, it's just, there's so much pressure on women to not be too vain. Yes. And then like, they don't realize that like, I mean, they do realize, you know, the world or society, whoever is t teaching us that is like that. Obviously it's tearing you down to where you can almost never have that self-love naturally, unless you were specifically raised, you have it. And right. you have to get lucky to have, you know, parents or an environment that teaches you that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of this whole mission is is to be able to you know i mean that's my mission with my photography especially is just being able to change people's perspective of themselves and if anything being able to have something an image of themselves that can work as a reflection and be like yeah. oh i felt so powerful in this moment and i loved myself in this moment and it, it kind of allows you to channel that energy again yeah. And I just think that it's important that we continue to give ourselves experiences like that. Yeah. I I love because I have I have four prints of me that she did in my closet area, and so every day I get ready and I like look up and I'm like, <laughs> bad bitch. Yes, like, it's it just like because they're just they're so good. First off, and then I'm like, that's me. Yes. Which is <laughs> so good. When I got like my book, I was just like, this is me. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and, and everyone should feel like that all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I've gotten to where now, because we've just done so much work and like hanging out with you more and more just changed my life for the better, I know. And like Same. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I can't get close to you because we're breaking the mic. Thing. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll you know, we talk about getting close to the mirror, but like now I like walk by the mirror and like I like sleep naked and I like walk around my house naked and when I walk by the mirror I'm like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. Yes. Like just just like being able to appreciate myself and mm -hmm. like assert boundaries and like because once you once you find worth and once you like once you find your worth outside of all other beauty standards and like you just kind of throw all that out and go like that I can't I can't do that and I can't compare myself to her anymore yes. I can't do any of that and you start just going I am worthy and I am beautiful just like I am and you can you start setting boundaries and yeah. I feel like I've done so much work on that you know since you know my last big relationship and you know I've dated since then and just been able to go no yeah like you know and it and it hasn't you know it hasn't been immediate and it hasn't been easy and yeah. you know going through my stuff with my dad you know was hard but I feel like I've been able to go no like I deserve more than that and it's been such an interesting thing and I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this um, like women who relationship hop, which was definitely me. Um, I, because I felt like a need to find validation through a man, you know, and we talk about that kind yeah. of stuff a lot, which is a whole episode too. Oh but, yeah. You know, being able to, once you find your self-worth, I don't like, I'm just like looking at dating apps, like whatever. And this yeah. isn't to like say, because I'm, we're going to be sharing all kinds of stuff on this podcast. Oh, yeah. So we're, like, we're on not to say I'm not dating. <laughs> hey, what up? Uh, but like, <laughs> this is like the ultimate dating profile. It is. <laughs> but you know, like I, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm missing something, not having someone in my life. Yes. Like going to bed at night. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing something. I don't feel like I'm missing something having some guy like 
texting me every morning or like waiting for a message plans. before you go to sleep. Yes. And the other interesting thing with that is I've surrounded myself with wonderful people and friendships and friendships with my mom, friendships with you, you know, like a couple other girlfriends that I just like, I've cultivated these really meaningful relationships and I don't, I don't need to find the man to go, here's my feelings. I yeah. hope you're careful with them. Yeah. There's something so fulfilling about having supportive and positive female friendships and relationships in your life that that take up so much space where you think that there's emptiness for a romantic relationship. Yes. You're like, oh, I wasn't even necessarily going to be fulfilled in this way by that. You know, you, right. you've got to have these friendships and these connections. And it's so hard because it's rare to find people that you really feel like mm-hmm. you can be you know, your safest self with and be so yeah. vulnerable with, but it, it can do wonders in your life and in your levels of loneliness and things like that when you have someone that you can share your feelings with and they are going to be careful with them because yeah. they also have feelings that, that are similar to yours, you know what I mean? That they're like, oh, I've also experienced yeah. that because I'm like you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, in that way. We already innately know how to treat your feelings yeah. because that's how I want my, and we're golden ruling ourselves. Yes. Oh my God. <gasps> we are. That's it's really good. So good. <laughs> golden divine energy. Yes, the golden rule. I love that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. It's so true. And it it's so cool to hear you talk about how this, this love that you're feeling for yourself and like this, this more time and attention you're giving for yourself is, is replacing, you know, that need, that outer validation that we seek. Mm-hmm. I was just telling you about this today. I just told my aunt about this because it was like a little revelation that I have. Um, but I was, you know, raised in a really like just tox- toxically religious environment. Mm-hmm. It was used in, in such an abusive way and just a, a really negative way. And it really taught me how to receive love in a really, really bad fashion. Yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely. Um, you know, I was saying that I, I felt like, I've had this this theme in my life where I've just, you know, I think a lot of us do where we're seeking external validation. And I, I've been seeking so much of my worth from the men that I love, you know, and, and I'll just give my all to them and just want to serve them and just put them so far above me in my mind and give them all the power. And I recognized recently that, you know, in my relationship with God that I was raised in, I was literally taught that I was unworthy of his love. I was mm-hmm. taught that I was undeserving of his love. I was taught that like on my own, I was nothing without this invisible masculine energy's love, you know? Right. And that's like, I've just learned to translate that into like every way that I connect with, you know, especially men in my dating life right. that I, you know, I'm just so undeserving and unworthy and, and imperfect without them. And it's only been recently that I've recognized where that pattern came from and that I've been able to start breaking it. (laughs) It's so good. But so much of that has come from learning that I am worthy because of myself and that I am deserving just because I'm me, you know what I mean? And that I do need to be like feeling all of that kinds of love from within and not having to, you know, seek, which is going to, it's going to produce healthier relationships for us later on. Thank God. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Here's to hoping. You know, you said, um, you know, we're, we're trying to find all that love, you know, from exterior. And when you start exuding that, we, I've found in the past, you know, there's a lot of talk of like, I want to find someone who's, they're going to be my best friend and they're going to be, 
you know, the greatest lover I've ever had. And they're going to, you know, this perfect person mm-hmm. that's going to be all of these things. And I remember uh, you and I had conversations and, it, you know, it was like, I think it was after my divorce. And we were like, maybe I'll just find, I just need to find a guy who can country gay dance. And then a guy that I can go do yes. this guy that a likes roster. horror films. Because like, they're not checking all the boxes. And then we talked a lot about like, you don't, you don't have to have a someone to go do those things with or to right. do those. If you're comfortable with yourself, you don't need someone to do that with. But then also you can cultivate those things. If a relationship partner doesn't want to watch horror films with you, find a friend who does, you know, yeah. like, because we, we, what we do when we do that and we expect someone to check all these boxes, who could possibly live up to something like that? Right. right. And how much pressure that is. And, um, and, and is it, it authentic if they're checking all the boxes or are they or checking they, some because they know that you yeah, need those checks they and they want to be checklist. in your yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, I'll, I'll be all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then they're exhausted. And then they, you know, you can't keep up that front. So six right. months down the road, they become who they really are. They step back into who they and are. And then you're so disappointed. And they're like, you lied to me. And they're like, no, I just really liked you and you gave yeah. me your list. Stop giving them your list. There's a girl on yes. TikTok who we yes. saw the TikTok and it was like, We'll like, we got to link it in a bio or link it in the show notes. Oh my God, we should have like a divine experience, relatable TikToks that we discover folder or something. Like a playlist, a shareable folder. I wonder, okay, someone let me know in the comments if they're, if that's available. We can make our own collections for ourselves on TikTok, but if they're like open to the public collections or playlists we can make, that would be really cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. So then like everything that we find that inspires us or, you know, that, that we find relatable. Yeah. Well, I guess you could like duet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just duet duet all of them. I I do like 60 duets a day. Like I find, you know, of course my algorithm is like self-love everything. And I'm like, I love it here. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) So what is something that you've done more of? Cause you have your new house that you built. She yes. built her own house. Built it's house. incredibly impressive. It's gorgeous. What have you done, especially since being there and having your own space, mm-hmm. um, especially since being divorced, that has, like, what are habits or rituals that you've put in place that have been, like, having a hand in that self-love? Or are there things? Or are there things that you want to do? I feel like, well, there are things that I do, I because I am, like, a, like, tidy person and so I making my bed every single morning like at a certain point in the night I'll go in my room and like move my pillows and like turn it down I'll set the mood before I'm like actually ready to go to bed in there and so like the bed's like ready so when I get in there it's like hey come on lay down (laughs) I love that and I'm like it's romantic it's so romantic yeah Yeah, I've got like a like a warm yellow light in there and it's because I'll only read in bed Mm -hmm. and go to sleep um, wise yeah you I know. Mean, I'm trying to get there I'm getting closer yeah I, I think there's things that like I want more things I like we talked recently you went you took yourself on a movie date mm-hmm. and I was like y'all never been to a movie alone and that was my first time yeah and don't I, go watch a Disney movie <laughs> if you're trying to be happy though yeah. I watched Buzz Lightyear and I was bawling the first like three minutes in and I was trying to be less depressed and so definitely <laughs> learned a lesson there only go see actually happy movies and Disney movies that's a trick to be fair <laughs> that led to a very wonderful conversation it was like true such a long conversation yeah. we had about life and you, the universe true like, 
Okay, never mind. It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, it's it, like therapy. It hurts while it's happening, but afterwards, yeah, it feels just be good. prepared yeah. and have have a friend you're ready to phone. Yes, because I was like, "How was your date?" You know, we <laughs> talked about your date, and I was literally like, "I don't know anything." I feel like I'm in an existential crisis about dimensions <laughs> and existence, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What movie did you see?" <laughs> it was really intense. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. It'll make you question reality, but in a good way. But I mean, it's definitely like. You know, it's like Interstellar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you get in these movies that start talking about all these different layers that are really fun to think about and really interesting. But when you're like, when you're in a depressive episode, it's just a lot. Like, this is too yeah. much. Yeah. You know what I have? Okay. This just occurred to me. Because you're like, what have you done for yourself? Like, now that you're not married and all that stuff. And yeah. not living for a man and making plans with men. Mm -hmm. I, my biggest thing that I have done, because... When I get into, like, a relationship, it has been my pattern, much like you've talked about, is, like, that servitude and that, mm -hmm. like, honor and honoring and, like, that mindset. Being, well, we grew up in the South, first we of all. We grew up in the South. Yeah. So that's such a big thing that I, it, it's just, like, brainwashed in there. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just in there. And, you know, I, I would martyr my life and my personality and my time all for this person, which isn't healthy. And like, you know, and it creates this resentment and stuff, even though they're not doing it, I'm doing it. Um, and you know, I would lose the big joke growing up was like, Oh, if he's got a boyfriend, bye. See you yeah. next year or like whatever yeah. that's done with, you know, the, my relationships did not last that long. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but something that I've done, cultivating my friendships and like making time for people and like all the time that we spend together and like hanging out with my other girlfriends and spending time with my mom, like, and honoring those and nope, that's our time. And somebody wants to do something, you know, somebody wants to go do something. No, I'm not doing that. Like this is, this is what I do. You know, every Tuesday I have, I'm going to do my mystery night with my girlfriend yeah. and like every this night where, nope, we've got, podcast plans, yeah. you know, and so, or like projects that were, you know, yeah. creative things or whatever. And the more I realized that my female friendships are so important because I also grew up, I grew up with two older brothers, very country, I say country household. My dad, yeah, my dad was a redneck, but <laughs> he would have told me that, but you know, just rough and tumble and a lot of boy, boy friends. And I just was always such this tomboy and, um, I used to say, oh, I don't really get along with girls. I have a couple of girlfriends, but I don't really get along with girls. And now I see like, as such an interesting thing, cause it's like, why not? Mm -hmm. What was really going on there? Like, because you just weren't getting along with yourself. Like, yeah. cause you were kicking out. Were you, were you reflecting yourself, like projecting your relationship with yourself maybe on the yeah, other end? I think absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of us do that, especially so. at a young age, because we're taught to. We're taught to. Yeah, we're yeah. literally trained to do that. Yeah, right? we're trained to be in competition with each other mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, oh my gosh, um, yeah, never mind. There is there's a story. Remind me of it. Anyways, <laughs> this is a non-podcast story. Yeah, it's a non well because I don't know. It's your story, and I don't know if you want to share it. Okay. It was a, a date that you had been on, and I I didn't want to like. Which date? It's okay. Um, Let's okay, just go. Okay, for it. cool. So it was a date that you had been on, and you had told me um, it was interesting because the 
the waitress came up and you're always so nice to serving people and like all kinds of stuff and just people all the time. But you were like, <laughs> but you're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And she's like, you are too. And y'all were just vibing. Oh, yeah. And you're like, the waitress was so cool. Cause I was like, how's your date? Yeah. And you're like, the waitress is so cool. And when she left, you said something like, she's so nice and she's so pretty. And he was like, don't worry, you're prettier. Yeah. And it was like, he made it like a competition. And I was like, what are, excuse me. First of all, nobody was talking to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's not an interesting thing for, yeah. and like, probably he was, she was beautiful. Yeah. And he was trying to make you feel better. Like overcompensate or something. Like overcompensate, yeah. like as if he thought you were going to get jealous because generally that by agreeing with me or not not combating the right and not like it's almost like he was saying what he was supposed to say what he'd been taught to say that's his programming because somebody's told him to say that generations and generations of people teaching men and women to behave in these certain ways that puts women at odds with each other because it is so powerful when we are not oh yeah because look how powerful when we're like when just just our little divine society community i feel like is like there's so much, like, th- these women would go to bat for each other. Like, yeah. there is so much love there, and most of them have not met each other. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's just an online Facebook group. You know what I mean? Imagine, like, the groups of women and, like, the fear that probably strikes in people. Like, because there's so much emotion and intuition and sensitivity and then empowerment from each other. Because mm-hmm. once you, like, let down that guard and go, oh, no, wait, like, we're a team. Yeah. then it's like, you know, all bets are off. Like, I mean, yeah. there's nothing that could bring us down. I feel like your intuition is oh, is so strong all the time. And, like, I feel like since we've hung out more and more that mine has gotten stronger because the more I go, I'm feeling this thing, and you're like, I feel that too. And I'm like, okay, it helps you go, like, okay, I'm not wrong. Like, this, isn't, alone. this isn't a crazy feeling, right? And, like intuition is such an interesting thing that women have that men I don't it doesn't seem that they really have that and it's so powerful and so to like get that reflected back by other women I feel like it does make you stronger and stronger and like older women have that even more and more in tune Mm -hmm. and so getting to like be around a community like that with other women of different ages and like all kinds of stuff it's just I love it. It's so yeah. interesting. Yay for us. <laughs> Yay for community. Like, this is why we have to talk about things because it's just like, it's, I've been so isolated in my life before. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't realize that anything that I was experiencing or what other people experienced. And it wasn't until I started being open about them with other communities, whether it be the Divine Society or even just like, you know, small groups of friends or things yeah. like that. It's just, it gives you so much more power within yourself, you know, because that, that, that not alone feeling or that not crazy feeling, it's more than just, you're not crazy. It's justifying. You're like, right. no, I'm right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not, not crazy. I'm, not I'm fucking not right. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I knew something and like my body told me, you know, and, yeah. and that's just like, it's so incredible when we can unlock that, but it, it's, it seems to be such a powerful tool that the world is trying so hard to keep us from recognizing that, you know, mm-hmm. as we grow up. Because imagine, imagine children, like, not being told that they can't do things or that they shouldn't feel things. And, like, the, the, they're so, they don't have any doubt, you know, in themselves before they're taught that. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And yeah. so, like, imagine, like, the power you would have if you were taught 
like not to doubt yourself. And then you had these gifts of being intuitive and being empathetic or being, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're an engineer minded person. And so like, imagine if, if you didn't deal with the imposter syndrome that you sometimes deal with, you know what I mean? I mean, same for me too, but like, like I, you know, you were just talking about being at work the other day and feeling like not being fast enough at something. And imagine if you just like, didn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? You're already so powerful. Like that would just be if I could do math, I'd be like crazy powerful. Yeah. I mean, if we but. can just get out of our own way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I use that saying, but like, that's not even it, is it? It's if we can get out of the path of like this generational teaching. Because yes. it's not, it's not my, my own way that's right. getting in my way. Someone taught you I that. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't make that shit up. That was like, someone else's way. It's not, yeah. If yeah. I could get out of someone else's way, like, then I could get in, if I could get into my own way. Yes. Yes. I love that. If I could just get into my own way, I'd be solid. I yeah, I'd be solid if I could, you know, if I could just find my own lane. Because right now I'm like driving in somebody else's car and somebody else's lane on the wrong side. And I'm like, I don't really know how this thing drives, you know. But if we could, yeah, if we could just figure out like what our paths are. And, and just move forward with those without hesitation and without worry and without, and really not even like, I need to find my path, find my purpose. Yeah, Cause I feel like daunting. That's feels so daunting yeah. to me. It's like, you better find that one thing you're good at. It's like giving yourself a timeline. Yeah. Like a deadline or something. Which look where that got me, right? Yeah. Look where it's gotten anybody. anybody like it, it's not like, going well. Like, yeah. because life doesn't work like that. You either have tomorrow or you don't. You either have the next five minutes or you don't. You either have the next 50 years or you don't. And so like, you know, it, it's like a joke that I, I saw online that was like, if you asked me, in January 2020, what I'd be doing in March, I wouldn't have said I would have been watching a redneck gay tiger, you know, person on TV locked in my house. (laughs) That's why I don't plan ahead. And I was like, that's a really good point. It's like, nobody knew that we were going to go through that shit. And I think when you try to like create this, it's good to have goals and it's good to have like things that you want to do. But when you create expectations for yourself that are just like, they're ultimatums, essentially. Yeah. You shouldn't create ultimatums for yourself. In any relationship. Especially no. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Especially yourself because it just takes all the joy out, I think. And I think a lot of, a lot of things is just, instead of like having, you know, I need to be this or I need to be that just going, Oh, I don't need to be anything. Like that's when you really start living. Yeah. You know? And it's a, it's so powerful and I feel like we've both been experiencing this because we talked on the, the phone the other day and you were like, I've been meditating a lot. I don't feel like, I don't feel like watching TV. I don't feel like being on my phone. So I'm just sitting here and I feel bored, but, but not bored enough to do anything. You're like, it's, but it feels good. But I also, like, feel that tiny tug of needing to do something. Mm-hmm. But it's when you just find that place where you can just be. Like, um, I know a lot of therapists and stuff say, like, you're a, you're a human being, not a human doing. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist said it. Another friend's therapist had said it. And I was like, that's some kind of it's got to be somewhere, and it's good. It's good. Put it on yeah, t-shirts, mugs, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Get some merch. Yeah, therapy merch. Maybe I would go to therapy if I had merch. I'd feel more excited about it. I'd be like, oh, I got my therapy shirt on today. I'm stoked. I'm having a little therapy mug, and I drink it. You 
terrifies you, journal. And yeah, I try. I try. I just haven't found my therapist yet. Yeah. Every time I try. It's a journey. Yeah, it, what's worse than dating? Because yeah. it's so much worse. And dating already is yeah, hard. Yeah, dating you already have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, Therapy is like, here's my fucking life stories and traumas. Oh, you're not the right one. Next. Yeah. Here it and is on again. the first day. Yeah. It's not even like, so tell me. Yeah, no. You get to know nothing about them. Everything. Okay. When you first get a therapy, when you start therapy shopping, you should have like coffee dates or like Zoom coffee dates with your therapist. Mm. You know? Like. Good idea. Yeah. I would just like. Just vibe it out. They probably do this. This is probably a thing and I just, I don't know. But like a 15 minute chit chat and be like, I don't know. Let's just see if we could work together. Yeah. It'll just cost like $600,000. Sorry. I'm not hating on therapy. Insert cheap ad sponsor here. (laughs) So on BetterHelp or whatever. Yeah. The tiniest ad ever. Look, Look how big that is on the screen. It's not very big. <laughs> wait, wait, do it again. I'll have my little guy. Okay, give me the therapy. Oh, here's your therapy ad space. Start therapy today. <laughs> I'm not very good at finger puppets. That's okay. For those for those listening and not watching, which you should totally watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, she has a tiny neon green. What are those old this finger puppets? That's, wow, it's pink. I just, there's a green light and my brain's like, no thank you. I mean, it can be green if you want it to. I'm not, it's uh, your life. I'm just living in it. (laughs) Look. Oh my God, look, he's so cute. cute. Um, Yeah, no, I actually just got this because um, I was at an event recently where I had a friend who, he did a a trick with a finger puppet and it made me laugh and he's been sending me a bunch of pictures of it doing different Living its own life since then. So I got him a friend. And so now I have a finger puppet that can live his life and they can be like selfie buddies. (laughs) That's why he's here. (laughs) I love doing stuff like that as an adult. I have some friends who like travel and they always take like the spider monkey with them places. And so and he has his own Facebook. And so like you always get on Facebook and when when other people go places, he's like loaned to the other people traveling. And so they'll be like the spider monkeys and all the welcome. Wrapped around a beer because he's got little sticky hands. You know? <laughs> That's so cute. It's so yeah, it's fun. I I feel like I kind of stole this idea from my friend, but I just was like, he needs to have someone to send him selfies back to. So, yeah. um, but then I came up here and I sent him a selfie, and that's why he's sitting here on the yeah. on the couch with us now. Yeah, um, yeah which is important for like inner child play. You know, yeah. like, it's oh just my God. fun. That's how I felt. So I ordered them, and there were five of them in the package, and I put them all on, and I was like. <laughs> little wavy arms and antennas and little smiles so yeah inner child play is really really important and the older I get the more I recognize how important it is to stay in touch with the inner child yeah and And to to just just do things not for the productivity and like I'm I'm in a play play right now now. you know this I don't know this Um, but I'm in a play and and we perform in like a month and it's just been it's not for money it's not for you know it's not for accolades it's Play. Yeah, yeah, it's just a play, and it's just for the love of art and theater, and like and entertaining people. And I hadn't done it in like ten years, and it's I'm having so much fun. And like it doesn't matter. I could have the worst day at work, and I just started a new job, and it was really hard starting. And I didn't realize I was gonna have like this big grief thing with it. But um, so I'd have really bad days, and then. I would just go to theater practice, you know, Monday and Wednesday, and, and it didn't matter how I showed up. I'd just leave, like, 
giggling and silly yeah. and like, oh my God, this is what I needed. And yeah. so we just need play. And, you know, I had a lot of friends who did um, like those kickball leagues mm -hmm. and like trivia nights and just like, go do something that has nothing to do with your bottom line or your status quo mm -hmm. or like anything that's just fun. Yeah. Like you paint outside do escape in the rooms. Oh yeah, I do. I paint outside <laughs> in the nude. Sometimes I get naked on a nice day and just paint outside. And, just paint outside. and I don't even finish the painting because I'm like, oh, this needs to dry before I do this part. And then I'm like, oh, it's hot. I'm going I'm inside. Dead. Yeah. I'm sunburning. But that's, that's probably why we do escape rooms because it just feels like play. It's, it like, just feels so good. Yeah. Oh, escape rooms. I love so escape rooms. We're overdue. We see, need to do, do you see my rooms. mug? Can you see my mug? Yes. I escaped. I escaped. Yeah. That was from which is was that escapeology no that's from the escape game yeah um, escapegame.com yeah was that At the space. first one we did together yeah oh my god <laughs> escape rooms please sponsor us please that would sponsor be us we'll come and talk yeah about we'll them. literally give you all the reviews i i had a website for a while where i was reviewing escape rooms just for fun and i've done almost 100 escape rooms at this point and it's so fun that's and i didn't fun. save any of the reviews i just had what? them saved on the website i know ridiculous when I got rid of the website a few years ago, they all went away. And I'm yeah. like, no! no. <laughs> now i got to start over, darn. Start over. Whoops. Yeah. I forgot yeah. how some work. But escape rooms are such a great way, I think, that we stay in touch with, like, our play and our inner child and things like that. And, you know, we we create a lot. We're kind of, like, yeah. creative partners because we both enjoy making things. And we're both theater kids. And, you know, I build a lot of sets. And so we have a lot of fun, like, when you're so like, oh, fun. we could do it this way or we could do that way. And then it becomes a collaborative effort. And I feel like that's play, but I feel like, you know, obviously it's work. Uh, yeah. Well, it has, <laughs> but, yeah, it has that end product. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll still get that feeling of, I, I, I still have that project and I really need to get those yeah. things done. And we've got a timeline because you've got a client. Mm -hmm. So that can sometimes feel like, okay, we've got this thing to do. Yeah, you're right. It's not play. I'm tricking myself. You're, tr you're tricking yourself <laughs> a little bit. But do we have fun doing it? Yeah. And is it? playful while we're doing it yeah yeah but it yeah. does still have like a work element there's still to some it. perfectionism going there's a it. little bit of a i have been doing i got the nintendo switch and i've been playing animal crossing in the evenings before bed and that was a really cool feeling because I, I used to have a game boy when i was a kid and so i hadn't played like a handheld game device in so long and um there's something really good about that like feeling you know when you're just like in there pushing the buttons and looking at the little screen and stuff and animal crossing such a fun little you know, it's just like happy. It is. It's so feel good. Yeah, no pressure. Except they make you owe a lot of money. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I like I... made my account. I was so excited. I got my little game and I like made my little character and I go in. I'm so excited. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can have this house. And that'll be like 400,000 bells. And I was like, this is like the real world. I don't like this yeah, at all. Yeah, didn't do that. I appreciated it because I was like, oh, they're going to teach some kids some <laughs> I about not, loans and I interest. Like math. Ew, I don't want to do like math. Like 4,500,000 4, bells, except like you're also going to owe 4,000 bells when you pay it all back. Yeah, I love, love that. It. So fun. You're like, Yeah, it no. definitely shows the difference. We, I was just thinking about that last night. I was like, really need to do like my stuff that I've been wanting to sit down and talk about, like all the, you know, yeah. investments and like retirement and things like that, because you love that kind of stuff. But like every time I think about doing it, I'm like, I'd rather us just do something fun. Like, I'm going to hang out with my friend. I'd rather, like, that sounds like a meeting. <laughs> I don't want to schedule a meeting. Yeah, I want to play and have fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so important. It's important to do, you know, things like that. Like, I love to dance still. You know what yeah. I mean? And that feels like almost like my inner child playing and things like that. And yeah. Everybody get out there and shake your booty at home. Yeah. Wherever you're at. Shake it. <laughs> Even if you're we on the We should car. do a twerk tutorial. 
podcast one day. <laughs> is, is it just going to be you teaching me? <laughs> no. You taught me a little bit, but I can do some refresher. I'll refresh you. Okay. It's okay. We got it. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that in the guide when we when I have the supposing guide come out. You should really should twerk. be like, it'll twerk be a guide. bonus yeah. at the end. And it's, it's just like, idea. yeah, video twerk guide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait, we're probably going to do that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. You should, because I need that. Yeah, I think I should. I should First box sold me. Yeah, I was twerking when I was way too young to be um, twerking. I didn't know what it was. I think it, I think I learned because I was in competitive cheer and there was like a hip hop dance team at my gym and they would do these booty rolls. And it just looked so crazy to me because I'd never seen anyone move their body like that before. Yeah. And they didn't have like these big, like, you know, like music video girl, like, butts. like me. I mean, they were just like teenage girls, you know what I mean? And so, and I didn't like, I wasn't like, I didn't find it. I mean, I found it sexy, but I wasn't like, oh, that's hot. I just was like, it looks so cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when you watch Gwen Stefani on stage. Yeah, you're when like, you're young so and you cool. watch older girls and you're yeah. like, I know that's cool. Yeah, like, I want to be so like them. Cool. And they were, you know, they were the cool girls and nobody wanted to talk to me. So I thought they were even cooler because I was like, I got to learn like that and maybe they'll want to be my friend. So I would be like practicing in the mirror at home how to booty roll. And I was like eight years old or seven years old. And so like now when people are like, where'd you learn that? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's kind of weird backstory. Yeah. It's not anything like what you think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't take a, a class or anything. I was like an eight-year-old watching other girls at the cheer gym. But I just yeah. thought I wanted them to think I was cool. So, and I don't know if they think, do y'all think I'm cool now? <laughs> I do. See, that's, you're the coolest. Do you remember the other day you were like, wait, I think I, like, Adam was like, I think we were cool. And I was like, y'all were the coolest. Tell that story. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. So in high school, I... I was, like, kind of on the outside of all of these groups, it felt like, anyway. And it felt like the people that I hung out with were, like, kind of the outliers in their groups, you know. And we would all just come together as, like, this hodgepodge of people. And so for us, it just felt like we were finding solace in each other um, and that we weren't cool. Like, it didn't feel like – it didn't feel like we were cool. But you know what it did feel like um, earlier – in this episode, you said, um, you said, you know, when we're, we're young and we feel a certain way until we're taught not to, yeah. you know, we feel confident, we feel all these things until we were taught not to. I feel like I actually felt confidence and assuredness in myself for a while in high school, like during this time. Um, that must have been when I met you. It, it, I thought you were the coolest, uh, yeah, most confident person. But I didn't I'd ever like met. recognize it as like, being cool because like there was the group that was cool and I wasn't part of that but like but I knew deeply who I was and I didn't give a fuck <laughs> like, I know it's my favorite thing about you and I just didn't care <laughs> and my my best friend Adam also didn't fucking care and like we both dealt with our shit and, and stuff but like we just kind of knew who we were and maybe it's that we had created this group of like people who like just fucking loved each other we were yeah. gonna love each other no matter what and that kind of gave us all the confidence which goes to show you that's like those, these friendships are so important yeah. um and we just you know we just loved each other hard and we we're able to be ourselves and the other day i was having dinner with adam and he said um we were just talking about how we used to be in high school and he just kind of looked at me and he goes I think we were cool in high school. <laughs> I laughed so hard. 
hard and I was like, Kenna told me the other day when we were the cool kids in high school. Y'all were literally the coolest kids that I knew. That's why when you wanted to be my friend, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Like, the coolest kid wants to be my friend. Like, there's no way. Like, I thought there was something wrong. Like, I had, like, a booger or something. I was like, she must want to help you me. Did. You did. I wanted to pick you. I had, like, a friend booger, essentially. <laughs> I love the story of our friendship. And, I, you know, we, I, we were in theater. We had this advanced theater class. And um, I was a freshman. I auditioned to get in the class. And it was all upperclassmen except me. And they were really cool. Like, I had become good friends with them, uh, with some of them, like, that I'd hung out with in the summer before. Um, and I had, like, met Liv, but we hadn't really spent time together. And I was upset because my friends from junior high didn't want me to have, like, other friends in high school. Like, they didn't think I should be hanging out with anybody else. And I just cared so much about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I just, like, friendship is so important to me. And I just was like, what did I do wrong? You know, always blaming myself because mm -hmm. that's what we're taught growing up. Don't do that. Um, and... You came up to me in theater because I was upset. I was in the corner one day, like, being upset. I don't know if yeah, I was, like, crying or what. Crying. Uh, I was like... Yeah, it sucked. It was a bad day. <laughs> and, yeah. and you came up and you asked me what was wrong. And I was like, oh, my friends, they're not letting me be friends with other people. And they're being really mean to me. And you go, those aren't your fucking friends. <laughs> and I was like, excuse you. First of all, you sound really awesome when you talk like that. Because I didn't curse. I was so sheltered. Um, I was raised in, you know, just like this environment where I was very much like the good girl. And so you just immediately invited me to come to your house that weekend. And, and you were like, let me show you, like, how real friends treat each other and what real friends act like. And I was like, this girl wants to be my friend. Like, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? And then, like, we were friends after that. Yeah, and I was like, like, what kind of Carrie movie yeah, situation right? happening here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's all that where they, like, make you the cool girl because they're like, oh, we feel bad yeah. for you. you know? When I was 17, I was just, like, bulletproof. And you were. You were like, I can't hang out with, like, you were like, oh my God, thank you. But, like, I can't. I can't go to your house. Yeah. Like, my parents will never let me go to your house. Right. And I just looked at her. I was like, let me talk to him. <laughs> and she did. What? She figured it out. Me now? Which me now is more 17-year-old me than I've ever been. But, yes. like, I was always like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I never met them. I don't even know much about her yet. I have no clue who these people are. And I was like, let me. I got it. I'll just come to pick you up yep. and handle it. And it was handled. And it was. Your dad came out to my car, and yeah. he was just looking at me like, you're going to take my daughter and get her drunk. And I was like, <laughs> God damn right. And, but we didn't say those things. He was just like, well, you take care of my daughter. And I was like, I will. He was also drinking at the time. He was also drinking. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, but, yeah, he was just like, you take care of my daughter. And I was like, "She's. we're going to take care of her. It's yeah. going to be fine. And. You everything was fine. Was fine. Everything was fine. Everything's turned out just fine. Look at us now. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful because I, you know, I, I always accredit my balls to 17-year-old Olivia. Like, yeah. that's where my balls started growing. Like, you planted them, and you're like, here you go. You don't have any. Balls. Yeah. You're like, this is really sad here. Let me... <laughs> just just water them. Yeah. yeah. You, you taught me how to water my balls, and I, and I gained them because of watching your confidence and your sense of, like, unshakable self. And I had none of that at all and I just thought it was so inspiring and the same with Adam I thought the same thing about yeah. him I was like he's so who he is and I still think that to this day I'm like he's just so like comfortable like being who he is and it just makes me so happy because I'm like everybody should 
be like that, you yeah. know? And I feel like I can be that way now, but I couldn't for a really long time. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't even feel like I was fully that way until after I lost my mom because I feel like so much of our identities can be wrapped up in, like, Absolutely. our parental relationships. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more to uncover with all of that um, yeah. in further episodes and stuff. But it's just really interesting how, you know, I felt like I – like when I was going through it, I had told someone, I was like, I feel like a part of me is dying, you know, because it is like, I mean, yeah. genetically, you're literally like yeah. made from this person. Um, but I also recognized that a part of me that, that was tied to other people defining who I was, was also mm -hmm. passing in that way. And that is, it's, you know, very complex because grief, especially, you know, in, in relationships. And I think a lot of parental relationships or just, you know, lots of family relationships, grief can be both like you can have like pain and like resentment, but then you can have sadness and sorrow that this person's not there and stuff. But there is a freeing sense in, you know, discovering yourself through those kinds of things yeah. and, and severing. And I think it's the same when, you know, when people have been married a long time and they go through like divorces after long marriage sure. and so much of who they were was tied up. You know, and my parents, person. Yeah, yeah, my parents were together until just a few years ago and they were together since they were kids. And like they, they didn't have identities outside of that, you know, and they just started discovering that after they had gotten separated and stuff. My mom never really got that, you know, and my right. dad, like, you know, started figuring that out on his own and stuff. But it's just so interesting how much we can not, I don't want to say lose ourselves, but it, it kind of is like lose ourselves or, or not, yeah, maybe not it's, losing, it's but not finding. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you said a minute ago is defining, you know, they're defining, you're defining yourself based on this other person. So mm -hmm. like you're, it's almost like when you look up who you are, you're referencing their dictionary. Yes. Oh my God. It. That just blew my mind. Yeah. That's like, like what I analogy. do. Yeah. Yeah. I love analogies. <laughs> I, love I love a good analogy. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I feel like I was experiencing was like so much of my reference point of who I was, was directed. Yeah. Like when you look up beautiful, it, you're pulling your mom's book and going, okay, this is what it's supposed yeah. to look like. When I look up self-confidence, this is what it's self-talk. Yes. Like oh my gosh, everything yeah. was her book. And like now, yeah, throw that books away. Closed, yeah. Books closed, you throw it away and you, you start over and you figure out, okay, well, I, I actually, and I don't have to pull from society's book, yeah. right? Because where was she pulling from? I mean, right. it's almost like, you know, everything we're taught generally, generationally, like when we're trying to go in and reprogram ourselves, you're not just, you know, I'm reading this book right now um, and I'm going to butcher the title because it's, uh, I just started it I'm in chapter one, but um it's You're a Badass by... Oh, I have that one. Je yeah. Jen Shapiro? Jenna Shapiro? Uh, I don't remember Jenna who the Shapiro. author is. Uh, we'll link it. But, um, you know, she says you're not, you're not deprogramming one generation of this. Like, they were taught by people before them and before them right. and before them. So it's like, you're getting... We talk about being computers all the time. Yeah. And like, you're getting downloaded with, you know a thousand years of programming yeah. with one person passing along to you. And when you go, oh, crap, which I think a lot of our generation, especially younger generations, have realized that. Yeah. We've got a lot of work to do. Yes. And you, but you got to start from scratch. And you go, yeah. okay, well then, who am I? And I feel like in almost every moment of your day, which this could be overwhelming if you actually start to do it, but it, almost in every moment of the day, you can go, is this me? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that's been taught to me? Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Right? Like, 
with how you talk to new people that you meet, with how you dress, with how you walk, with how you drive a car. Like, right. literally every, how yeah. do you eat? How do you decorate your home? Yeah. Is this who I am, or do I put the couch in front of the TV because I'm supposed to? Do I have a TV because I'm supposed to? Yeah. Do I, like, you know, do I wear underwear? Because, like, who told me that? Like, yeah. you know, like, what is, like, what's the function? And um, so it's just interesting to to look at that and go, man, like we've got a lot of work to do and like, and not all programming is bad, right? right. Like we're also an alive, thriving country <laughs> because people, because we're, you know, we've been taught there, there is good programming there. There's stuff that's kept us alive, but there's also stuff that's there now that's no longer helpful. Mm-hmm. We don't need that anymore. Like, yeah. you know, our fight or flight senses were instilled in us, you know, genetically to go, all right, there's a tiger. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And But now, like, when that cortisol, like, kicks up, well, there's no tiger in the room. We're just stressed out. Yeah. But now when we're stressed, you know, when we talked about stress, yes. it's like... Yes, you're internalizing it. Yeah, you're internalizing this, actu- actually, the tiger in the room, and that's not the case. And, you know, we've got we've got to work on, like, okay, how do we, how do we reprogram that? Yeah. You know, and... Can you, or do you yeah. just have to work with like tools to back that response off and like come out of it quicker? Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think uh, someone mentioned to me recently about like integrating shadow work and how instead of like trying to get rid of, you know, the, the things that, you know, are maybe unsavory about yourself, <laughs> like um, start working with them and like, you know, integrating with that. And I think that that can be a really interesting concept, first of all, because I think it can some really powerful villains and I feel like every single like superhero movie I've seen is because the villain was like here's my problem I'm just gonna embody that problem and be a problem myself (laughs) (laughs) but I think that it can be interesting because it's like what's deprogramming and what's working with you know with what I have right and like you know I I I try to deprogram you know values I have about myself based off of what I was taught through like religion or parenting or, you know, the world, school, social media, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I realized that like deprogramming my eating disorder issues is very, very difficult and mm-hmm. something that I've just not been able to fully make go away, even when I think that's not what the issue is, right? right. It's all, she's always there hiding under. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm trying to Kind of work with her instead of working against her and I find it my appetite's been better lately so that's yeah. really interesting because I'm like hello yeah I'm pretty good <laughs> um, sorry I don't want her to make you sneezy I know um she's like but it's so nice and cozy here I know she loves to cuddle um so I don't know and something else interesting that I think you were talking about just now was like the generational like learning these things to generations and we talk a lot about seeing patterns like Lots of pattern or things that we've been taught through, like, our moms and then their moms. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes even their moms, you know what yes. I mean? I mean, I literally am still learning that my mom's mom and my mom's mom's mom, all we all have so many personality traits in common that I'm like, oh, this directly came from them or this, like, you know, train of thought came from them. And it's not all bad, but it's right. definitely like, oh... I see where this came from though, you know what I mean? And like, how can I like twist that to work in my favor or how can I, you know, learn from this or whatever, because mm-hmm. this was a problem for this person. And, um, you know, I think, um, being anxious and having an eye for 
you know, almost like an OCD like perfectionism mm -hmm. comes clearly straight from my Mimi to my Nana to my mom to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's made us all really great at things that we do. My mom was an incredible interior designer and she was a cosmetologist. She loved to make things beautiful. Um, and she just had such an eye and, you know, clearly I, I've inherited like that, that, that urge to make art and make, you know, beautiful rooms and beautiful places and beautiful mm -hmm. things and stuff. Um, and that's all great. But like the anxiety that comes with the perfectionism and the, like the yeah. need for it to be done at this time by this way, you know, mm -hmm. is stressful, right. <laughs> but I've watched it tear my mom and my Nana and my Mimi apart and like in ways that made them overly anxious or overly critical or they just like couldn't feel happy with certain things. And, you know, I don't want to be like that. You know, I want to feel like grateful and happy in everything I do. But I also acknowledge that that's kind of a, a personality trait that has like both a light and a dark side. You know what I mean? So like yeah. how can I integrate that dark side to like make it work for me? But it's just so fascinating to hear like how these patterns Trickle down. down. Yeah, and it's like you said. It's there's deprogramming, and then there are character traits that aren't going away. Right. There, there are things that just are us, right? Mm -hmm. Nature and nurture, and right. so those nature parts of us. That how how do you how do you make them work for you? And yeah. I, man, that's really good. The age old question. <laughs> sure. Age -old like question. it's it's something that I think we're always working on, and I think what's interesting is. Only self-aware people are working on it. You know yes. what I mean? Narcissists aren't working. They don't fucking care. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And also, I find it interesting, too, that much older generations, um, especially, like, my grandmother's generation, that she's 83. She'll be 83 next year. No, she's 83 now. Um, sorry. And, her, you know, her generation, and granted, they went through... A whole hell of a lot, um, but they're like this is this is just how I am. Yeah, you know. And there's an interesting thing is the generation below that is more like this is how I am, and I know I could work on it, and it might have time to, but we're you just deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. So we're like getting more and more self-aware as generations, and like actualizing faster mm -hmm. and or like having the opportunity to and the young and you know the younger generation we're getting better and better at it and I man what was it we were talking about the other day about um taking in content and actualizing it faster oh yeah how we're like becoming like we're our, our brains are obviously like computers but like we're the more we're taking in information the faster and like it's it's getting to where you're like, oh, I don't need this information anymore because I already like absorbed this information. You know what I mean? And you're just like able to like actualize so much more quickly, and it can be really powerful, but it can also be exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Like because yeah. generations before us are like, this is just who I am, and for them to not be working on themselves all the time, all the other stuff that they were doing. Oh my God, it's like they're not updating. They're not updating. And we're constantly updating. And, and we're, we're almost updating every second, second, seven seconds or something on TikTok. You know what I mean? Right, like, like, like more permission. Yeah, and yeah. we're just like, oh, I just learned something new. Just learned something new. Just learned something new. And it's too much a lot of the time, you know what I mean, yeah. with how we, like, info dump on ourselves. But, yeah, I mean, I think if you're, if you're open to growth and self-actualizing, like, you're never going to lose because you're always ready to learn more and improve and be better and stuff. You're, you're never going to get really stuck. Yeah, and you're, you're not, not going to actualize into a shittier person. Right, right. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, you're right. Everybody should be self-actualizing. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not as a base that you're a good person. Yeah. You know, and I think most people have good people. I do think there are people that are beyond saving. Sorry. Yeah. But we're not sorry. We're not sorry. <laughs> you know, we exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are exes. <laughs> there are exes. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. And they were someone's baby at some point. Yeah. You fucked them up. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're not sorry. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay too. Dude, I, I actually really like the term bitch. Because I know people, it's supposed to be a derogatory term, and I think that's why I like it. Because I'm like, good. Oh, I'm being a bitch? Good. That means I'm standing up for myself. You know? and, yeah, and you like the term because of when you've been called it. Yeah. And because women get called, be, like, you're being a bitch. And it's only when you're standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself. Yeah. Like, don't step on my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Back my Because I can guarantee you I've never been bitchy just to be bitchy. Like, it's just not in, like, my nature. So if yeah. I'm being a bitch, that means I'm, like, standing my ground on yes. something. Even if we're getting hormonal, like, yeah. the basic irritation and anger is there. I yeah. just haven't brought it up yet. Exactly. I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> it's a good week to bring up all the it's bullshit. It's a good week. Let's do it. <laughs> I saw this TikTok that was, like, this girl walking in slow motion and like power music and it was like me walking to my next relationship because I had an outburst on my period <laughs> and I was like valid <laughs> super valid <laughs> hormones are hard it's hard because what you're feeling is real and there's a reason for it yeah. it's just more you're just feeling it more sometimes you know what I mean but I also feel like my intuition is extra strong on my period. Like when it I'm, because I'm so sensitive, like I can feel, like I can almost feel things more and that's why I'm more irritated because I can feel if something's not right. Yeah, which so. that's interesting because you'll, you'll come off like your hormonal spike and when we talk on the phone next, she'll go, oh, you know, I was kind of thinking about that stuff that I said and like, maybe it's not that big of a deal and I always go, well, yeah. hold on. Thank you. Because, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's, don't gaslight yourself don't, like, yeah like, don't <laughs> gaslight yourself like what you said and what what you were angry about is mm-hmm. real yeah ha, like the extent of which you blew up or got angry about or, or the things that you did mm-hmm. in sight of that like mm-hmm. maybe that was too much if you felt like it was but yeah. like the baseline of how you were feeling is real like this your is hormones, why you need friends this is you need <laughs> you to need sound off your friends yeah important i i would think i was so much i used to think i was so much crazier before i just talked to you about stuff when i yeah and you know I, like you said i'll start all these things with is this crazy you know because yeah. you just assume yeah. it is and i'm always like don't preface you don't yeah. have to preface the conversation yeah. like that i'm trying to do much less of that now yeah i think you yeah i think you've been doing way better with it thanks <laughs> but um yeah like because you used to start conversations like that it was like you're not and then you'd tell me something completely normal. <laughs> normal as fuck for a woman. And you're like, no, that's him making you feel crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not a crazy that's, thing. No that's, wonder it felt so familiar. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's the world that doesn't want you to think, feel, or look at that yeah. thing that you're upset about. Yeah. And you're just seeing it and being angry about it. And that's totally normal. I just had a billion analogies went through my head. And I was like, I shouldn't say any of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 interesting how we can just like feel like we're so out of line and then you talk to somebody and you're like, I don't feel like that too. It's like the Spider-Man meme where you're like pointing at each other, you know? <laughs> but yeah, and I, I'm so grateful because I feel like we're able to talk through 
so many things and, and really resolve our feelings about things and our perspectives about things because we have that soundboard of like someone you feel safe with that you can be like, here's my feelings. They look like this right now. They're this big jumbled mess, but yeah. you kind of help me like, you know, pull out the puzzle pieces and start putting them back together. And then next thing you know, I can finish the puzzle because I can yeah. see the bigger picture yeah. and stuff. And I think it's really important to have, you know, like we were saying earlier, relationships and friendships and, and communities in your life to be able to do that. Like yeah. all of that is going to reflect back on your self-care and your self-love and the way you think about yourself. Because if you're thinking I'm crazy, you know what I mean? If you, if, yeah. If you tell yourself something enough, you're going to believe it. it. Like your inner monologue doesn't know the difference. You know what I mean? It just knows what the script you're giving it. So I think it's really cool that, um, you know, we're open to learning things like that because I think a lot of people, they just get stuck in these ways of of either isolating themselves or thinking they're crazy or not like self-actualizing or evolving at all. And then that's how you just like miss out on years of like growth and experience and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we got to talk it out. We got to talk it out. That's yeah. why we're here. That's right? why, that's we're why here. this podcast is important. Yeah, that's literally why we started this. So we could start having, you know, like spaces to be able to communicate. Yeah. So you'll be having guests. Yes, I plan to have guests. Um, I would love to have you back if you would like to join <laughs> I me. I would love to come back. <laughs> um, and I definitely want to have some other people on and talk about you know, just their life experiences. I think we have a lot of really exciting things that we're going to be talking about and a lot yeah. of like really relatable things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to have different personalities on here and people that just have stuff to share that I think that like people feel less alone, like some of the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, some of it's going to be related to self-love. Some of it's going to be related to some other random shit. And all of it's going to be related to, you know, our human experience and, and, the divine energy within you and, and how to continue to work with that and pull that out as you grow and live your best life. <laughs> so thanks for coming to the first episode. Oh my gosh, this is so much less scary episode than I down. Episode <laughs> one is down. So the divine experience is officially a thing and um, I'm very excited for you guys to join us for the next um, fun topics of conversation we're going to have. Uh, I think I'm supposed to say something like like, follow, and subscribe, comment, you know, all of those fun things. So be sure to do that. Um, We're also on TikTok. I do a lot of um, videos that are kind of about stuff like this, just about Mm -hmm. self-love in general. I do a lot of posing videos if you're into taking selfies. I do a lot of shaking my belly fat around on the internet so that you can see what normal bodies look like before posing and after posing. And I'm doing that for you guys. I'm an introvert, so it does not, <laughs> it's not easy for me. Um, so please uh, go and support our page. And we're really excited to have you back. And thanks for being our friends. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes! <laughs>